Hello, everybody. This is I Burn Everything, and I am your host, Stevie Nelson, and to the left of me, Dave Horowitz. Welcome back, Stevie. Dave, first episode, season three. It's time. We decided to start back up again. A lot of you guys were requesting this. Yeah. We listened. We heard your request. It took us a year and a half to regroup, to learn a lot about ourselves. To pick ourselves up off the proverbial floor. And now we're at the proverbial table. And <laughs> we've got the best possible guest to come back. She's, she's, it's really coming full circle. She was our first guest on season one. She helped us kind of define what this show would actually even be about. Um, she showed up and we talked so many wild things on that first episode. She started it all. We talked butt mm. stuff. We talked her relationship. We talked about how you and her uh, maybe wouldn't live up to my dad's beauty standards, we which thought, was, a, yeah. that was really out there. Go back if you want to and listen to it. But for now, we would like to introduce writer, director, musician, actress, artist, Noelle Wells. Take a listen. We love this episode. So Noel Wells is here with me and Dave and Noel was our first ever podcast guest. It is her number one demand that she's always the first podcast guest and we are delivering again. Thank you so much. Um, this is the only podcast that has <laughs> kowtowed to my demands and I appreciate it. I'm 2015. God. 2015 was the last time we talked to you on this podcast. That's crazy. I can't believe that's four years. That's four so years ago. So much has changed. So much has changed. I can't believe how much has changed. It's, yeah. Well, um, my voice, my, my balls dropped. Oh, congratulations. Um, thank you very much. Your voice yeah. sounds beautiful. Thank you. Uh, You've become such a handsome young man. Yeah. My face looks exactly the same, but the only way you can really tell my age that I've aged is that my armpits look older. Oh, they look yeah, beautiful. You count the rings. Yeah, it's like there's like little, yeah, there's <laughs> levels to it. Mm -hmm. You know, my, I'm kind of getting like mature chest skin. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like where I'm starting to look into creams. Yes. Um, That's how you can tell you've aged a little. You're starting to look into, I've started to look into some creams, which is, which is, I just, I moisturize now. Creams are important. You yeah. got to do it, especially if you dry out. Yes. Yeah. Especially if you're a Vata Ayurveda dosha. There's uh, only three of those, right? Yeah, there's three. There's Vata, Pitta, and uh, I'm the oily wet one, right? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Vata, pizza, and another one. Oh, God. There's like a hot. Wait, what are the. There's like a hot one, I'm a cold hot, one. I'm the hot, wet, oil. I'm wet. the cold one. <laughs> I'm the on cold. Earth are both of you talking Okay, so about. we're talking about doshas, which is an Ayurvedic thing where they talk about three different body types, basically, oh. three different types of like. Skin? It's not just skin. It's, it's just like how, body it's types. Like how you run? It's like uh, it's like do you run hot? Do you run cold? Do you run dry? Do you run, you know, whatever. Oh, um, hot and scared. What's that one? Okay, hold me. on. That's probably that's honestly probably vata. <laughs> cool. Um, I'll look up the doshas. Hold on for you, Dave, so you can you can know what you are. It's so, this will be incredibly EP important. I'll be your EP full length. Um, it's full length. Oh, wait, what's Fantastic. going on? Many, I just I'm just. 
Killing time asking her how many songs are on her album. Oh my god, Dave, don't jump the gun. Yeah, don't jump the gun. We we have this all set up. We have it set up. <laughs> hey. This is one of her new things. Okay, Dave. <laughs> this is one of the new things. Fine, okay. I'm Vata. Yeah, okay, so we have Kafa. It's um energy of a lubrication and structure. Cold, <laughs> heavy, wet, static, dull. Is and that what I just described dense. myself as? Yeah. Wet, wet he- static, and dull and heavy. dense. I'm sorry. I think you're Vata. What is Vata just like? Well, Pitta is energy transformation, hot, sharp. Oily, light, mobile, smooth. I honestly thought I was making up words. No. I thought I was just being stupid. You literally listed every one of those. And Vata's dry, cold, light, rough, mobile, subtle. Yeah, I'm not Vata. I'm Pitta. You're you're hot and sharp. I'm hot, sharp, and oily. Oily. Dave, which one speaks to you? Uh, What? Give me Vata again. Vata. Dry, cold, light, rough, mobile, subtle. Kapha. Cold, heavy, wet, static, dull, dense. No. Pitta, hot, sharp, oily, light, mobile, smooth. Uh, I guess Pitta. You guys do feel like Pittas. Pittas. Color-wise, too. They do actually talk about colors. Like, uh, and are they olive? Yeah, they're usually a little oh, bit darker. And yeah. Vatas are Makes usually sense. fair, like oh, light wow. hair. Anyway, that's unrelated to... Uh, it's related to food, but it's really unrelated to anything else. Yeah. Um, so, Noel, the last time we saw you... In 2015, Stevie and we spoke has to you. Index cards. I'm sorry to blow up your spot. I, just I have like, index cards. We're back. You know I'm a I Virgo. Ex- I would expect nothing less. <laughs> I'm an organized we're Virgo. Back in such a big way that now we have index cards. Oh yeah, I'll write questions. I'm not above really hosting this. This freaking. She's rules. done research. I've done a lot of research. I actually found <laughs> that you have a biological sister. <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh, all I the research. I don't know why I'd... you wanted me to do that 23 and Me, but yeah, I just yeah, said yeah. yeah. It was expensive. It was I just expensive. Watched a bunch of her movies and TV shows. So mm. it didn't barely do anything. Um, okay, so the last time you were on the podcast, you were in a long-term relationship. Um, you I just nervous. <laughs> I nervously. <laughs> she took a sharp breath in. Okay. Oh my god. Um, you outed a sexual predator who was not outed yet <laughs> in the comedy oh, yeah. community. Oh yeah. Um, oh my God. Which is incredible. It was years before it happened. I want to talk about that just briefly. I would love to touch on any of these if you want to touch on. So last time I want to talk about that because yeah. it kind of goes to show it kind of goes to show that I have like insanely good intuition. You do. And that I think most women do. Yes. But that's kind of what I guess is what gaslighting is. Culturally, is that we know that something's off, but then everybody else is like, "No, that guy's a that nice guy's guy. cool. We put him on our shows." And then I, and then I, f- I'm the one that feels shame for being like, "That felt horrible," and I felt like I was tricked and duped and taken advantage of. And then I had to get out of a situation I didn't even invite myself into. Yes. Um, and there were plenty of other stories from people that were not identical to yours, but were very, 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 very similar. And it, I mean, it, yeah, it's tons. Cra- it's also crazy because I. After that encounter, there was like so many things that happened when I first moved to LA with guys kind of acting very similarly to me. And I shut down and yeah. I hid. And then, but now I can kind of, before it came out, even before that, I could kind of start spotting people that were good at manipulation. Like yeah. I could spot it even earlier and earlier and just like sort of move out. But there's like a game and like a trick to it. And it's like almost like a con man sort of thing, but it, but they do it about and, sex. And if you notice, their primary aim are younger women, because I feel like men don't really do that to us anymore. Well, correct? No, nobody does that to nobody. Men are so terrified. The men are terrified. I think of me. Really? They love you. I think men are terrified of me. I'm more like a. I'm like. I feel like I'm more like um. 
I don't think guys are like, I want to hit that. I think they were like, can that woman take care of me? <laughs> and I won't. <laughs> she, has, she has mommy energy. I have mom vibes. But at the same time, I, because I'm, I have mom vibes, I also, like, I can also see when guys are doing things wrong. Yes. And so, you she know. She catches them. I can catch them. And she's a cat. She <laughs> catches men. I'm not kidding. She's caught a lot of men before they've, and it's when they've done such subtle things that people are like, what? And then it'll come out that they're like, it's not the first it's time. It's not the first time. And it's actually happened my entire life. You've been pre-canceling men your whole you, life. I'll tell you, I've been pre, not pre-canceling, literally being like, this I this is weird. I will say something out loud. Like, I'll just say the thing. When I was a kid, I've had to, I've thought about this so many times, and I would even still make jokes about it. When I was a kid, my mom worked at a gymnastics studio, and there was a clown that oh. came over and, like, worked with kids for a summer, and he offered to give me one-on-one -on -one magic tricks, like, to show me magic An tricks. adult clown. An <sighs> adult male clown. Who, who does this for a living. Off-duty clown. He wasn't in clown costume. <laughs> but I was in the back with him, and he had me sit on the ground and his testicles were hanging out. No. In of my face. What? Of shorts or? Out of his shorts. Little shorts. And he then was leaning into me doing things and all I could, I was just like, this is really weird. The first thing I did was like, I told my mom, I was like, mom, the clown's privates were in my face. <gasps> Caused like a huge thing at the studio. Everybody was like, are you sure you, are you sure? Is that real? Like, and I was yeah, like. Yeah, everyone questioned everybody you. Everybody questioned me. Here, here's what ended up happening. We got, the guy was like, oh, he forgot to wear underwear. An adult male working with kids said, oh, he forgot Oopsie. to wear underwear. Yeah. And they wanted to let me know that he promised to wear underwear from here on out. And they hope that I'm like, but the, he kept working with kids when that should have been ground zero. You're you're done. You're not working with kids you ever work again. With kids. And also, so my whole life, no. I, I, I thought like, oh my God. And everybody was so upset that I thought that I had done something wrong because, mm. because nobody was like. You did such a good job telling yeah, us. Thank was, you for telling they us. Just, they grilled me. They're like, are you sure? Is that really what happened? Uh, so, and then everybody caused such a fur. I thought, oh, I like got a man in trouble when I shouldn't have. And now, and it's taken me up until maybe even just last year. I like did shrooms and like unequivocally was like, no, that clown mm -hmm. knew his balls were in front of my face. 100%. And honestly, even, okay, ready? Even if I didn't know his balls were in your face, he should have been fired. Right then and he there. He should have just left, yes. right? He should have just gone to another okay. town. <laughs> yes, because, okay, one of two things is true. One, he's a predator, yes. so you're gone. Two, you have an error in judgment so huge that you let your fucking balls dangle in front of a child's face. And if that's the case, it's like, okay, well, you're not a predator, but you're also not fit to be around kids. Bye-bye. Yeah, you also, I'm like, if that's happening... I have never had an incident like that happen on for me, right? Like I've never been like around people just showing showing the world my <laughs> stuff and not known I'm doing that. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's I will say yeah. it was the 90s. Okay. And men's shorts were, were much shorter. Were very short. And this was the line I all like always when I was fishing through my memories being like were they hot pink shorts? Was it the 90s? Did it have netting? And he thought he was contained. 90s are not. But netting, that would be, <laughs> that would be a bathing suit. That 90s would be, are you're not. Right, you're right. That is right. He was wearing regular shorts. And if you're wearing a shorts. bathing suit, no no briefs also, to a gym with kids. Like, also, when I pay attention, when I like really play it back, the way that he was leaning in and trying to mm -mm. get me close. And I it remember was just weird. Like, leaning away from it. So that, that's like the first of it. Yeah. But even then, I was like, I caused trouble. I was the one that caused trouble. Oh, that's so and, fucked how ingrained that is because... What you're saying is that it, it's just pervasive. You're, the ga the gaslighting of 
if that is true when you're a kid and like, no, that wasn't the case. That wasn't happening to you. You weren't experiencing mm-hmm. that. Then later it's like, I just perceived that the situation was the way, you know, whatever the, your, your initial story of, uh, from last episode, which if our listeners don't go back and listen, it was a man bragging about a guy's dad, how his dad was a gynecologist. But it also, the more important part is that I didn't know it was a date. Yes. Yes. And yes. that then I was sort of like, and manipulated like, and then when cat. I said I didn't want to go to his house and he was like but you like cats don't you remember how you said you like yes. cats it was like this whole thing and I just didn't I mean I fortunately did actually stand up for myself but it took me getting all the way there and really saying I actually don't want to have a sexual interaction with you but but I didn't even talk about this I did actually go on a date before this guy who I said no to so many times like and he just kept pressuring, and then Ugh. I let I let this guy have sex with me, like previously to it, and um, and I didn't know how to say. I tried. I had tried to stand up for myself. I kept saying no, and he just kept pushing, and I was like, I'm being, I guess I'm being like a loser. I don't know. Uh, now we're kind of derailing, but no, no, it's, it's not derailing. He, it's the relationship to your instincts. Do you yeah, know what I mean? So then, it's like, and then he told everybody that we. By the way, I don't know if I've ever told this story, but then this guy tried to have sex with me I had a and like it's funny how we joke about it so like I made jokes this guy like put his he like started having sex with me he pumped maybe once and then came and I felt bad for him because I thought this guy must be a virgin like that's the, and I was like this is the most embarrassing thing that could happen to somebody yeah and then I found out he was telling everybody that he had had sex with me and I was like is that even counted like my joke was like does that count if you only pumped once like how could you tell people you had sex with me it was really horrible it was when I first moved to LA mm. And um, you didn't know a lot of people. I didn't know a lot of people. I also, and I, I genuinely hit after that. And then, then you go into work situations and all the guys are doing the same thing and yeah. you stand up for yourself and then you get let go. It's just like a whole thing. But I, but you see it first and nobody hears you. Well, well, we were and you try and talk to people. I had a meeting with the Weinstein company. This is like a true story. Uh-huh. I had a, I had a meeting with the Weinstein company and when I think when I was on SNL, they had me meet at a restaurant and it was like eight women. I'm not kidding. It was like a harem of women. Okay. And they were all acting so weird the way that they were talking to me. And they were, they were like giggling about Harvey and then they're like, Harvey's upset. And, and I just was like, what is going on? This is so strange. And I remember telling my agent afterward, I was like, that was a very weird, uncomfortable meeting. And no offense to my agent or whatever, or anybody like in the industry, like I don't know how much people know, but everybody acted so shocked that my instinct was to say that was one of the weirdest meetings. And I didn't know anything about, I had not heard no. rumors. I just was like, something's wrong. This man seems really horrible. These women seem really messed up. What was the energy coming off of them? Like what? Like they seemed like he, they seemed like he, they were all terrified of him, Whoa. but that they also were like, they were very giggly. And it also felt like that they were, it, can I be really honest? Yeah. Yes. They were, it looked like they were, they were seeing if they could feed, like if oh, it was like, I was getting vetted. Yeah. It was really weird. And then oh after, after that meeting, one of my coworkers on one of the shows that I was on, he kept saying he was he was telling his friend Harvey Weinstein about me and he said it so many times it felt like he was trying to get me to take bait and I all I could think was so I, I could be put in a movie right like or so that I can audition for something but it almost felt like he was like I'm telling my friend Harvey about you but he wanted me to be like oh my god I would love to meet Harvey Weinstein I'll do anything yeah Whoa, what that's the, the way that it heck? felt and I think I mean the the tone of that scary. meeting does sound like it was, it's going and because that's what they would do is they would be like yeah oh you're a young you're an up-and-coming young actress with a, some visibility 
there's we, it would be great if there was something that we could find for you to be in. And I just was like, what is wrong with all these people? Like my instinct was like, these people are so weird. And everybody, everybody I told you was like, oh really? It didn't go well. And I'm like, what do you? No, the meeting. It's not that it didn't go well. Ugh. It's that it's. It's that the people yeah. are fucked. Yeah. It's not like I bombed that meeting. It's these people <laughs> are predators and yeah, they're grooming these people. people are and there's the fucking scary. shadow network of people corralling women and taking them on planes and like. It's, I mean, it's, it's seriously so fucked. Like, so my instinct is like, that was weird. And everybody's like, man, you really let us down. <laughs> I cannot. Could, yeah. Man, Noelle, you really could have had a shot. You could have been in Hateful Eight. The one, you could have Jennifer Jason Lee got smacked around for three Ah, uh, I'm so glad you have those instincts. And I'm also glad that you're using them. Are they stronger today in 2019? It's the. It's not that they're stronger. It's that now when I say something, people listen. might actually listen. Yeah. Well, we or it's a little easier for me to give myself permission to feel a certain way. Yeah. This like line of conversation makes me think of it is something that's been on my mind lately as like people interacting and trying to be either professional or flirtatious or friendly and the line being blurred. And it feels like the it's a male problem and it's, I'm calling it like pivot to sex where it's like a very unnatural, like it would have probably been way easier for you to sniff out that person we talked about four years ago. If it was like, Why hi, I'd like to, to use the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just felt appropriate. <laughs> yeah. I think a big problem that is a male problem is trying to make a situ situation sexual that isn't whether it be like, and I, and I honestly, yes. and it's not like just, Oh, if a dude was up front, it would be all cool. And then you'd have sex. It's more just no, no, like, no. it is people can interact on any plane that they want to. But, the, but when it's just such a fucked up thing, when you are invited to a situation and then there's just a sharp left turn. Yes, Dave. Yes. I went on a date where I have where I was on a date. Me and this guy never had sex. Okay. It was like a third date. And in the middle of the date, he was just like, where's the last country you had sex in? When was the last time you had sex in like a foreign country? And my instincts honestly were alarmed. I was like, we weren't talking about sex. Like we haven't had sex. We weren't talking about sex. How did you make this? <laughs> Why are we asking weird um, questions that like that? Because dudes love to try. They love to dangle that stupid like fishing line. Like, I'm sorry. We, we have to talk about it. We have to talk about it because it's also good for guys when we're dating. Like no woman. How about this? Guys, women can, women can see through it intuitively. Yeah. Immediately, women see through it. Mm -hmm. We do. Just we're just like that's weird. That's dumb. And then men are like, "No, it wasn't. It was all in your head." Yeah. yeah. And then you're just like, "Well, I don't want to be a bitch. I guess it was all in my head." Like that's kind of weird. Because also, you don't want to think some guys that awful. There's also yeah. like a cognitive dissonance of being like, "Did he really just do that? Is are people really this stupid?" And I'm like, "Now, nah, just give him the benefit of the doubt." Are adult men this dumb and transparent? And I, it turns the out the answer they is are. yes. A lot the answer of times, is yes. hard yes. Yeah, and I actually, that has actually given me a lot of freedom as a human being and as a one that happens to be a woman is lately I have been giving myself permission to allow men, allow men to actually just be stupid. <laughs> that yeah. I, I project onto them like a higher standard of whatever. Like I think that they can see the same things that I can. I think that they are operating at the same intentions. And if I just decide that it's okay if they don't, and that they're being dumb, then I don't have to take offense to it. 
Yeah. And you don't have to engage in it. Like what I find is like I am allowing space for men to show up as they show up naturally. Right. And they rule themselves out within a day. (laughs) Like I'm not kidding. Most of the men I've gone on dates with lately just one date and I'm done. Yeah. And they rule themselves out almost within the first five minutes by talking about their ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, whatever they're talking about. But it's like they rule themselves out. They're tr- so transparent that you're like, I'm good. And before when like I think maybe women are like, well, maybe if I just stick around and feed them enough, they'll be maybe. better. Well, and I've heard yeah. like, yeah. And I've heard like n- women be like, well, maybe he was nervous. I'm like, <laughs> what it doesn't change your character your character doesn't change if you're nervous i've never been like nervous on a date and been like so when's the last time you fuck someone good <laughs> i i might i might have gone there <laughs> i mean but you're funny it's different it's pretty funny usually it's usually like after i've like put a carrot stick up my nose <laughs> hey man Whoa, that you know fun. i'm just being goofy yeah so, so when's the last time you fucked in a car <laughs> It's just like uh, that that line of questioning where it hasn't. It's just also is sex. I mean, sex is great and everything, but is is it really like? Is it worth? Is it it worth it? Like, are men really driven by sex that much, or is it yes? I mean, I it's hard (laughs) to answer that question for me because I'm older now. Like, maybe when I was younger, you're four years older. (laughs) I'm four years older than when we last spoke on a podcast. I'm getting older, and I think my priorities have changed. Where like I, I also uh, people women's that I date their women's. priorities. Women, women that I've dated, their priorities have changed too. Where I, if someone is upfront and wants sex, I've someone's said that to me specifically, and that's the nature been the nature of our relationship. And getting to know someone, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like. So did she now? Is she, do you go on a date with this person, and then in the middle of a conversation, she's like, "So sex." <laughs> Are women now becoming the men? Um, I mean, I, I, a few times it was, most recently it was, uh, where do you live? And I said, up the street. And she said, uh, great, let's like, go there. Well, that's different. I th- you know what? Okay, but here's where I see, here's where and this is different. Can I say this? Yeah. Here's where this differs. Men talking about taking a U-turn or like a sharp right turn, left turn, whichever turn you want to take about talking about sex or making it about sex when it's definitely not about sex versus a woman being like, Hey, I'd like to have sex with you is really clear and upfront. I feel like the male thing is like really, um, kind of sideways and like sly to where you're like, this is cause it's a little jarring. Yes. Okay. I, do you know I, what I mean, th- Oh, men do that uh, way more. And also, I, I also think that men are, are conditioned to be allowed to say no. Yeah. For the m- most part. I mean, I, mean, I can't speak for all men, but I think most men, if they didn't want to have sex with somebody, would be like, nah, I'm going to go play video games. Yeah. Like, <laughs> is that what other guys do? It's the two things sex? guys like. Yeah, sex and video games. But they, I feel games. like that I, you know, I, I mean, how ter- I did talk to a guy recently who said that a woman did take advantage of him. Mm. Um, and, and then I was hearing it from his perspective. I'm like, I mean, that could be accurate where he... He said no, but she kept going and then he couldn't help. Like it was like he didn't want to, but it was, it was already physiological. In, it yeah. was physiological. And I was like, wow, wow, this is getting strange. That. Yeah, that happened to me. Uh, <gasps> Wait, what? Oh, yeah. That happened to me once. It really? did? Talk about it. Oh, uh, let's see. It was probably, um, I don't know, a year after we recorded our first episode of this podcast. But I um, I had uh, I had gotten I'd been bit by a dog and I got stitches uh in my hand and i was on painkillers 
and I went to a wedding mm-hmm. and uh oh man, this story sucks. Oh uh, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Uh this is this is in the grand th- I will preface this by saying everyone in the world has it worse than this story, but this story still sucks. So I was at this wedding. It was fun. I was hanging out with friends. Me, uh, me and a friend of mine were uh, were hanging out, and someone else was like, "Hey, let's keep hanging out." It was like a woman that I barely knew. Uh, we all decided to go back to our other friend's house, and uh, he was like, "I got to feed my my parents' dogs." So then we were doing that. We had some more drinks. It was like four in the morning at that point. I was, you know, on painkillers and I'd been drinking, but I was ready to go home. This girl's like, "Oh." Let's share a lift. And I said, okay, really zonked, uh, real zonked out. Um, I was like, let's m- make two stops. And I gave her my address and she called the lift and she didn't put in the second stop. On and purpose? She, yeah. Wow. And I was like, oh, I can call another one thing in the uh, car. And she goes, just come inside for a second. Oh, whoa. That's complicated. And I was like, uh, uh Okay. And I literally was sitting there in a chair next to the front door going, can I have a glass of water? Oh, like, wow. and she was like, okay. And she gave it to me. And then there was a cat and I'm like, oh, this cat's nice. And, uh, and then she was like, why don't you just stay here? And I was like, uh, I mean, I, I'm pretty close to where I live. It was like a 12 minute walk, but I, you know, I would have been stumbling anyway. Uh, I, st- I stayed over, but this is where it's, this is where, I don't know if it's privilege, but oh boy, what an overshare. Uh, when you're on painkillers, um, it's hard to, uh, nothing was happening for me. Uh, I, yeah. Also, you'd been my, tricked into a situation. I think there's a lot of reasons why nothing yes, would yes. be happening. So I yeah. was not, uh, your dogs think I'm lying. <laughs> They're <laughs> calling bullshit. They're holding up signs that say lying. She's liar. finding it very hard to believe that this is true. So it wasn't working. So thankfully... My dick didn't work. <laughs> That's the yeah. long and short of it. And yeah. I'm laying there on my back as, <laughs> as my as my hand with a splint in it is is off the side of the bed, and she's uh, making a bunch of noises like something is happening. But I'm like, lady, oh, there's not. Yeah, oh, she no. was. She that makes was me so sad. Everything. Did you feel? And then did you feel bad afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, this God. is interesting. I mean, like this is interesting to talk about. Yeah, I got like an hour of sleep. I threw my suit back on because I'd been in a wedding and just stumbled up the street Aww. to my house. And, I don't uh, love this. And then every time I see her now, she it's like she's like, "Hey," I'm like, "Yeah, hey, you know what you did." You I mean, do you weirdo. think she does? Yeah, a hundred percent. We never like we. I never spoke to her again. Weird. Whoa. But you spoke to her. You were you spoke to her before that. Yeah, I mean, like we 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 go. We went back long enough as people who would. Uh, okay, this is what I'm saying about the pivot to sex. Yeah, what are there you was saying? no prior. There was no flirts. There was no responding to an Instagram story. There was no texting. There, there was, was no, no build up. There was no kit. There was no kissing at the wedding. There was yes. yeah. None. There was none. There was no. There were okay. This is what I interpret this as, and I could be wrong, but there were no indicators that this was leading to that. It was like. It's A to Z. It's not, that's, there's nothing in between. That's what I'm saying. That's where the, I think the pivot comes from on both sides. I mean, this I is agree. rare. My situation is rare, but I think. No, it's, hey Dave, more I often, don't think it is rare. I just think that you see a I, lot, a ton of it with guys where it yeah. is like, oh, there's an opportunity for me to turn this situation sexual, like in an, in a split second. And I think that's where everybody gets into so much fucking trouble because people are disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it is definitely more of a male thing because it's men are indoctrinated to not only 
like it's like to pursue sex like that's sort yeah. of a stat you know that that is what men are conditioned mm-hmm. to want to get out of girls um but yeah i'm really sorry that that happened to you Me too. Oh, thank you what a what a great way to restart <laughs> i burn everything i mean that's kind of how it yeah. feels like i want i since going back to the fact that it's been yes. four years a lot has happened yeah a lot in the world a lot of things coming to light and it really does feel like a lot of a lot a lot of my life has kind of burned down but yeah. in a but in I think in a positive way where I, I I'm definitely a lot more confident I um know how to believe myself <laughs> I know how to believe myself I listen to myself and it really does help when when also other people can hear you too yeah I mean and then you can walk away from situations and be like I actually know that the reason why I'm walking away is actually quite justified and and also I I feel like now I think we've talked about this now it's like when people do weird things to me I'm like just set a clock set a clock because in two years you're gonna hear about this person yeah oh yeah 100% because it's just it's just been consistently what happens Mm -hmm. in my life like yeah like it, it becomes it it reveals itself in time. Yeah, and there's and it's never been and it's such a strange thing. I, I also have this weird thing where men don't apologize to me when they do weird things to me. They never have my entire life. It's always really bothered me that like I, I'm a very I feel like I'm a very accountable person, but no man in my entire life has ever really been like, hey, girl, I really did you wrong. I did you wrong. No ex-boyfriend, no guy that like nobody. And it's always been really weird. But and I, I used to think like. I don't know. It would just really make me upset. But then they inevitably have like some kind of fall. And so it's really not even my job to get an apology. It's just sort of to know that it is an indication of their character more than anything. Yeah. yeah. Because I do hope it's like really we all are conditioned and have our weird perception of reality. There's going to be misfires. We're going to hurt people when we don't mean to. But I think I think it's the lack of accountability and the gaslighting in our world. I agree. I 100% agree. Have you been in love since 2015? Um, I feel like I kind of, I don't, I mean, I, not really. Well, I did, fa- I fell in love with a, b- a boy like a couple years ago and I, he really broke my heart and mm. I went into like a very deep sort of messed up vortex, but it was almost like, it was almost the, it was like the final straw and yeah. I like broke and it was just, a, it was just basically me having to cope with like all the trauma I have about men. Like, that's it. Like, it's like, oh, I'm like deeply damaged from a very young age from my father figures the you know it's just like you just have so much trauma and then it happened to coincide with the me too movement yeah trump getting elected um i mean i'm not alone in this but i think i think that that's sort of how it happens collectively it's like yeah. you start being like wait a second yeah yeah a lot of people just re-examined every interaction they'd had in their entire life around that time in 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 only in a good way i think yeah it's, it's dark it's dark well, I think it's dark, but I think it's so important to shed light on it because I do feel like it's been a bunch of people's secret. We've all had these secrets, you know? Yeah. We've all carried around this the shame and these and secrets. The 90s were like dirty, weird times. Yeah. I mean, maybe all times are weird and dirty and shady, but yeah, we all have like all these weird traumas. Yep. It'd be really cool. I feel like so everything in my life lately has just been incredibly platonic for years. That's nice. So a lot of your relationships turn in platonic now. I mean, maybe it's fulfilling. No, in some ways I'm horny. (laughs) Okay. I'll be very honest. I'm horny, but I also really will not just have sex with people because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want the, um, it's bad energy. It's energy. It's also, I I think women are definitely more sensitive and there's, uh, there is an energetic exchange and a, um, I, I don't know. 
I don't want it to be platonic, but at the same time, I, I have had no real romantic feelings for people. And it, it makes me sad. I, even like a year ago in therapy, I had, I actually went to my therapist and was like, I think I might have like a problem with men. Like it might be, it, it, it's like a true block. It's like not, it's not just like, it's like I'm truly blocked from trusting from accepting and that accepting kind of energy. that kind of like loving romantic energy. It's have you like, been pursued in that time frame? Nobody pursues me. It's the wildest thing. Or they, maybe they do and it's just, they're, I'm not interested in them, but nobody that I've been also interested in has pursued me. Huh. That I think like nobody, but I also, here's the crazy thing is like, I also weirdly have very high, I have high standards. I, that's not weird, but I think it's, I don't know. I just, uh, I have, I have like maybe high standards for how people should be operating. I, I like people that are very straightforward and upfront and that sounds like the bare minimum to me. It's yeah. true, but it's just not but around. No, it's not around. And people also, um, people also like make fun. I, I've had people be like, other women who maybe are married or have um, boyfriends or something will say things to me like, and I've had a few people say this, like, maybe you need to drop the, like, he needs to be funny thing or, you know, things like that. <laughs> but, like, uh, basically saying, like, maybe lower your standards a little bit and you'll find someone to marry. And um, Maybe you'll lower your standards a little and you'll find someone you don't really like and as much pretty or boring. even really at all, but they're there. Maybe <laughs> yeah. they look nice. They show up. <laughs> they're hot. They have abs. Um, but I'm like, I, I think it's... I think that stuff sounds bare minimum. I just think our pool, the pool gets smaller as you get healthier. I think that that might be true. I also, here's the other side of it. I do think that relationships are opportunities for growth. Me too. And so I'm very curious, like why I feel like growth or like working on yourself has seemed to be like a woman's issue mm -hmm. for as long as I've been going to therapy and men are just like, Oh, women are so crazy and so messed up. They need the help. Yep. And now we're really healthy and we're like, wait a second. It wasn't us at all from the beginning. You guys have <laughs> needed help. You guys have needed help. So it's like really kind of, we're at this crossroads where I'm just seeing these men and I'm just like, you need to go to fucking therapy, go do some ayahuasca, take some shrooms, mm -hmm. have a woman show you what it's like to, yes. to heal. Like, or just like do the knock work. some sense just into you. Just do yeah. the work. It's no longer, it's not our job to do the work for you. And, mm. and none of the men I've gone on dates with even remotely recently seem ready for anything real they're still hoping mom is gonna come take care yes. it's like that girl was a bitch where's my mommy yeah will you help me through this <laughs> this situation hey lady i'm taking you on a date to talk to you about my ex-girlfriend or my ex-wife yes. i just went through how and many like, people have i told you recently that have done that to me and you know what i've done that to guys where i'm like i've been in a bad place and i've talked about i've talked about men that i had been with and they they treat me i mean they <laughs> i mean i've gone on dates with like when I've been in a bad place and I've talked about an ex-boyfriend on a date and me too. And men are just, they're horrified. They're just, they're absolutely horrified. And then I felt so incredibly terrible. Um, Wait, horrified I've, how? Like they, I've done it too. Someone yeah. They're just like, what are we talking about this for? Yeah. Why are we talking about this for? Yeah. And it was very clear. So, and oh. it's just kind of funny that, I mean, but I dudes do that too. I have been guilty about talking um, about exes on dates or, or, um, in relation to saying what I'm looking for next or what doesn't work for me or the type of like codependent relationship that doesn't work for me. And I've definitely been guilty in particular relationships of talking about exes too much, but I've also grown from that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've also like learned enough about myself to know like 
that was also a tactic for me to separate myself from that person to say like please don't attach to me too soon do you know what I mean like truly it was because I was having the experience of men attaching to me like way too fast and it was scary so I would talk about exes in relation to that so they'd be like not attached in the way that you know what I mean yeah I mean yeah yeah men are attaching because you're strong and they see I don't know I don't know. The world's changed. Okay, so it's been four it's years. It's really strange. It's still been four years. I just wanted to say real <laughs> it's quick. Still been I four years. Like <laughs> I think I somber think start. I think it's smart to not. I don't know. I think a lot of people have placeholder temp uh, dating people where they and look. I I mean I'm gui- I've been guilty of it in the past. But you saying like you're interested but you're not dating yes. and that maybe that's it's like i don't think there's anything i think you can get to a certain point where you i think i've maxed out on that uber casual placeholdery like well we're here aren't we like i think same holding out for something that feels like there's some sustain sustainability there is is uh, i mean that's all i'm uh, interested in now. me too i feel like i've outgrown the um the casual like I don't know what this is it's okay like why not for now because my life is fine by myself so it doesn't really seem like adding some sort of weird um unknown thing Mm -hmm. for no real reason seems appealing to me yeah setting yourself up for a what are we conversation yeah literally no one in the history of time is like yes I want someone to pursue me in a way where I go this person has pursued me from day one with intention and now we're married. A well, year it's hard. Well, it's, men don't <laughs> do that because it means that they could be rejected or look stupid. And, and I think, you know what I think? I think men should be willing to look really stupid. Yeah. I think yeah. to grow up and become actual men, yeah. you have to be willing to fall on your face for a person. It's That's humi- how you be All it is is humility. It's, it's just, humility yeah. and vulnerability and setting aside your ego in attempt to get something better. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I think maybe that should that's the call. I was like put your ego down. Yeah, just men like maybe you actually I had a conversation with some people at a at a screening afterwards about how I decided to stop calling myself a girl. That I'm a woman. I'm 32 yes. years old. I don't know why we're calling each other boys and girls anymore. And my friend, who's like 35, he's like, oh, no, I'm not ready to call myself a man. And I'm like, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, you're not an adult. You're not an adult. Why? I think men should be honored to become men. Like, it'd be like, actually, you know what? I'm not going to be a 35-year-old Peter Pan flying around the world accountable to absolutely nobody. I'm going to be a man. And not only that, when, yes. my, when your colleague attacks you, I'm going to actually be by your side and believe you rather than staying quiet. You know, yeah. like that's what yes. a fucking man yeah. does. Yeah. And I just think like we're just but filled with a, a, a world right now where men, boys are not men and they wouldn't stand up. They wouldn't be willing to fight. It's like we need people that are willing to like, corner a guy that does something wrong to a girl and be like you don't get to do this to women this is not okay this is not okay yeah i call it i always say like i try not to say like hey i want him to be a man because i think that's like it uh we teach men do you know what i mean i always try to say it true but i mean what i have been saying lately is um i want him to show up as an adult okay how about that i'm gonna check out that that gendered i agree with that because it's like you don't want someone to feel like they have to be a man in terms of like don't have feelings don't be vulnerable so it's like there is that talk of like right i want you to show up as an adult human and take accountability i think accountability because it's not i don't want you to go beat that person up and not i want you to hold my hand while i'm crying i think the leap from (laughs) boy to man is not i i I didn't don't view it as a masculinity issue i but i somebody was like i think the difference between Someone was trying to tell me that I was I wasn't a boy, I wasn't a man, I was a guy, and I was like, 
what, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> I'm a man. Leave me like, I, come on. I'm a man. I pay my bills. <laughs> <laughs> right. But some some guys don't. Guys don't pay bills. <laughs> I think the I think the uh, boys shucks. don't pay bills. Guys yeah, don't pay, pay bills. Men, men pay, pay bills. bills. Adults pay bills. <laughs> I think that vibe. I think the the uh, shucksification of dudes is is definitely super wonky, especially north of thirty. Like I don't know. I I I think you you can have anyone can have a come to Jesus moment. But I de- there was definitely I don't know what the exact one was, but I felt a moment where I was like. Oh, I don't know if this is cute anymore. And then after that, oh, I don't know if I want anything to be cute anymore. I kind of just want to be taken seriously normally. <laughs> yeah. I think it's time. And whenever that was a couple years ago that it actually kicked in, I was like, oh, okay. This puts go. a lot of things into perspective for me. Yeah. And so now it is weird because I think men, it's not that men aren't in therapy. I think it's they are starting to be. And it's revolutionary to them. We're like, do you know you can go and sit in a room and talk to someone? <laughs> like, because for me, once I realized what I wanted, I was like, oh, great. Now I'll just get it. I Now I know what I want and I'll have it. And then it didn't Im- immediately happen. And I was like, well, that makes me sad. And I'm like, well, why am I sad? I shouldn't be sad. And I'm like, well, I guess there's someone I could talk to if I get sad. And then I started going to therapy and I was like, oh, thank you. Yes. You're going to help me talk about my feelings, Aww. which Speaki- is great. Yeah, that's so perfect. Well, speaking, feels like a no-brainer. Speaking of feelings, we're going to take a really brief moment to listen to Noelle's latest single, Oh yeah, in the past Side Girl Blues. Four years, I started a music career. We'll talk about that right after. Oh, let's, li- sorry. let's listen. No, 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 it's great. Don't <laughs> apologize. Don't ever for apologize your- for your music career starting. <laughs> All right, let's listen to the song.
circling around very specific themes for the past couple years i just well um yeah i i've decided my frustration is is i've i just want to be equal with people like men and women i don't want to be put under people i don't want people putting themselves over me and i think that that's sort of like in relationships it's been very like most of my life the narrative is is that women are beneath men yeah like and that's not what sad girl blues is about is it it's about well the song's kind of it about it's about like asking men to be our equals oh my gosh amazing oh yeah it's about like i didn't realize that oh yeah it's like i've heard the lyrics a thousand times but i didn't realize what it was about it's like literally like a. I mean you know it's about a couple it's it's about a lot of things but i think specifically it's just about how I think the one line it's like man if you it's man if you would just give me your hand it starts the Mm. first verse is is boy come over we can stay up late and then the second verse is man if you would just give me your hand could that be better I know what we just talked about I know and then uh (laughs) I think we'd both know what it's like to stand we could live like a king and queen ruling over this crazy scene whoa yeah so it's like about growing up it's like asking men to grow up so that's now. exactly what you just said. Yeah. A, a man to hold your hand when you cry, <laughs> yeah. and it's, which is totally, I mean, it's such a weird, I mean, it just makes me think of a woman crying in front of a guy who considers himself a boy and him going like, um, do Can you I want go? like a glass of water or yeah. something? I got, I'm going to go. I s- have my improv show. I'm going to, I'm seeing, en- I'm seeing <laughs> Endgame again. Oh my God. I actually have a really funny, st- I, I, I've only dated like two guys in the past three years. One guy, our last date we went on, we had done, we had done shrooms at a Flaming Lips concert, and then whoa, uh, that sounds great. And then I got a little drunk, and then I caught a lot of vibes off. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> stay in it. So I, so basically, we were at UCLA, like it was the camp by campus, and when we left, it was like just a lot of sorority and fraternities. And I guess he went to UCLA and like was really into it, and then so I was catching all these like. I was seeing it as very, um, like, barbaric. <laughs> the, like, everybody running around on lawns drunk. Uh-huh. So I caught all these really bad vibes. <laughs> oh. And I had beer. I had, like, a beer. So it was, like, a combination of things. But he took me back to his house. And I was, like, in the grass, hysterical. <laughs> like, crying in his grass. And I will say it was, like, he had kind of become a boy. But then he kind of became, like, a he became like even younger of a boy. This is what it looked like to me. He was four years old oh. and I was mommy in the grass. <laughs> I was mommy, I in, the mommy grass. in the grass. And he went and he grabbed like a blanket, like maybe off a couch. And he uh-uh. was like tucking me in on, on his grass. Stop. And like giving me water. And I, and I just was like, you're being so sweet. You're not like in my head. I was like, this is not an adult doing this. This yeah. is like a little boy. It's like, mommy, don't be sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mommy, don't cry tears. <laughs> it was 
was just like that. It was so funny. But it, I also yeah, he didn't like pick you up and take you into his house. No, he just was like, I'll tuck you in on the lawn. That is a little boy. Oh. That's a little boy. It was boy. a little boy, but I also was like, wow, that's so. I was like, that is so. That's so sweet. I remember just being like, you're yeah, being it's really so gentle and sweet, incredibly sweet. Um, but definitely not a man. Was, no. And that was your last date? That was our, that was our last date. But but then it got like really weird because he was just being sort of like a he was being really rude to me. I I, I was I kind of like what's going on? Are we like he was just being rude? And so I just broke it off with him. And then he um, and then I had a g- girl moving with me that he knew was moving in with me. And then he basically asked her. <laughs> this is, it got really weird. Um, he asked her. I, I had like we broken up. Not even broken up. We weren't even dating. Yeah. But it had been like three days and he knew that she was moving in with me. And so he messaged her and asked if he could buy one of her paintings and come over and pick it up. But he knew that she, the last time was like the last time he was over there, I was like, this girl's moving in with me. It was like kind of insane. And then I yeah. and then he was and then he tried to tell me he didn't know that she was my roommate. But then Liar. I found out from another person that he for sure knew. And they said, <gasps> don't do that. Are you kidding? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And then I screamed at him on the phone. <gasps> well, I like when I found out that he basically was gaslighting me. Yeah. I called him a high school sociopath because I was like, this is so stupid. Mm-hmm. And then I also screamed on the phone, left a message. It was like, and you need to fucking grow up. <laughs> Yeah. and it felt so good I've never yelled at a guy before and I was like you need to fucking grow up and then which I was like mom right yeah. see that's what I'm saying guys yeah. think of me as like the mommy <laughs> yeah well <laughs> well when you behave like but you a, also think of your you're now saying you think of yourself as the I'm mommy I'm not a mommy I, well, I'm, if I'm a mommy I'm a Oh God, I don't. I don't want to say that I'm a mommy. Actually, You're not a mommy. I, know, I don't but get I think mommy the, vibes from you. You don't. Okay, but, good. Uh, but it's I think also some guys mm. do. It's because I'm nice. No, no, no. I don't think they do. I think I think a lot of men are young and boyish, and they look at any woman as being a parental oh. figure. I don't think it's particularly you. Oh, that makes sense. I should stop I, making this about me. Do you know how many? <laughs> do you know how many men have like adopted? things i do in attempt to find their own identity oh yeah that's like, like it, that's also another uh, like exactly, yeah. i mean like how many men have i dated that became photographers like how many Man. men have i dated that became painters i'm just like good god i mean kind of makes me sad then like all these here's the other thing if i look at it from like a psychological perspective or even a spiritual perspective men have mommy wounds yeah and they see a strong woman and they're like that will heal my mom wound this is a woman that knows where she's going, unlike my mother who was trapped yeah, in a relationship with my her. father. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, <sighs> it's all so complicated. It's so, so they bad. see a woman who's like for the first time actually like, I don't know. I but do. the wild thing about that is that, uh, what I, uh, that just makes me think about how generationally that just didn't enter into so many, like decades worth of couples' brains. Like that's probably been happening for 100 billion years and we can articulate that now because we're therapized and we have a, mil- you know, we can watch a TED talk on anything. S- we can see it. You mean like that yeah. patterning? Yeah. Oh but yeah. I, but it's just so wild to me that like, it's not that this is a new thing that's happening. It's a new thing that people can even talk about. It. Yeah. It's new that it's, we're open enough to talking about we're it. We're becoming conscious of the, con- like of the, we're becoming conscious of the energy. Yeah. Like, right. We're seeing it. It's like a karmic tie sort of situation. The patterning yeah. sort of, we're all those patterns and loops. And, yeah, just like kind of plays out over time and we're stopping it. Yeah. Yeah. I wa- I do want to talk to you a little bit about food because I feel like it does relate to this in a lot of ways. Like you've come around to food. <laughs> right. Did right? we talk about on the first one did we talk about how I don't really I didn't really eat that much? I think we talked about I think we talked about how you don't really care about food that much oh, or right. you know? Right. Yeah. Okay, so it's a care it was an indifference, right? Yeah. 
I think the indifference was a way of me not letting myself enjoy things. Whoa. Yeah, I've, I have come around on food. So I, when I was a kid, very dysfunctional eating stuff, like not to get into trauma drama, but my, you know, it's like, you know, I think a lot of moms in the nineties wanted their kids to be skinny, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was just like a thing. Yeah. And so I was convinced from a very young age that I was fat, which is embarrassing because I mean, to, people probably looked at me like I was insane when I was like, I'm so fat. And I, and I, the first time I ever smoked weed was in high school. And I had this epiphany that all the food stuff was my mom's. And so I never worried about what I ate ever again, but I still had in my mind that I was still kind of fat. I don't know. Yeah. It was still in my head, but I just decided I had the same thing. I just decided it didn't matter. And it wasn't until maybe 2012 Facebook showed me a picture of me from high school and was like, this was 10 years ago or it was somebody had posted yeah. it or tagged me. I don't remember exactly. And I saw genuinely how thin I was like, and I, it was like the first time I was like, Oh my God, not only was I not fat, I was emaciated and wow. I just really didn't know it's a weird how it gets so twisted. So, but all that to say, I just never had like a thing with food. I just was like, yeah. I, I can eat whatever I want. I don't judge myself, but I also didn't let myself enjoy it. I don't know why. Yeah. I just was like, it seems like a burden to eat, like a really stressful thing to have to find food all the time. Yeah. yeah. I remember like four years ago, you would always say, I can't believe I have to find like another meal. <laughs> it just felt and, like it. And I felt similarly. We had the similar, we were just like, it's exhausting finding places to eat. Yeah. Were you one of those <laughs> pill persons of like, if I could take a pill, yeah. that would give me all my That was me for life. sure. I looked into Soylent and almost did it, oh. but then I saw a guy who had done it online for 30 days, had like horrible gastrointestinal problems. So I was like, okay, I can't do Soylent. So then I got into soups. Oh yeah, so big it's like, soup girl. I'm a soup girl, you got a can. No, soup woman. I'm a soup <laughs> <laughs> I have graduated. Not a soup I'm girl, a soup not woman. yet a soup mm -hmm. woman. Um, I'm somewhere between. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I got really into soups. But part of growing up and like becoming a woman <laughs> yep. is realizing that that was actually just me denying myself pleasure. Yeah. Out of some sort of self. Of, it was like still sort of. Punishing. Yeah. So punishing so yourself. So punishing myself yeah. for something I wasn't doing right. But now you eat like a queen, correct? Like correct. I feel like when we go out to eat, <laughs> Noelle and I go out to eat a lot. Yeah. And we order, I mean the other day we went out to dinner and like we order ceviche and we order oh. we order like street corn made fancy. <laughs> we order like an entire thing of salad. Orange wine. Yeah. Oh and, wow, look at you. I know it's crazy. Even like a couple years ago, I would have looked at a woman like that just being we used to judge it. Yeah, just like that privilege. Yeah. That, that woman thinks woman. she deserves to eat like that. And now I've decided that I've had a lot of epiphanies about life where it's, I mean, obviously I could die tomorrow. Well, we all could. No. I hope you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of us. Dave can't. Uh, the robots can't. <laughs> Are you saying no. I'm a robot? No, no, no. <laughs> I am. Um, um, winked at yeah. TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I guess it's kind of like. I don't want to beat myself up anymore or mm. withhold anything from myself anymore yeah. because I, it's almost like I'm still in a way I'm still looking externally for somebody else to sort of give me that nur nurturing or that nutrition, whether it's emotional, or physical, Whoa. but realizing like actually I am in charge of nurturing myself Whoa. and like taking care of myself and treating myself like the queen. Uh, wow. 
And uh, so I eat really well. I'm sure people, I mean, there's a little bit of me that's sort of embarrassed about how often I eat well. No, well, are you kidding? Treating but it's a new, th- it seems like it's a new thing for you. Like yeah. It's a new thing. It's also LA. It's hard, you know, it's just LA. I'm single. It's hard to cook by yourself without wasting a lot of money. It's just a lot easier to go out it's in public. It's a lot of work too. Yeah. It's like a lot of dishes. I've been cooking for myself and it's so many dishes. What I like about what you said is that like you were like, I was looking for other people to give me nutrients, to fulfill me. And how interesting that you are able to now fulfill yourself through food. And it sounds like also like relationships in some ways, right? I hope so. I haven't quite gotten to the relationship part. (laughs) But I think... um, But it doesn't sound sound like you're looking for someone to fix you is what I'm saying. It's like the same thing, right? You're not looking for someone to fix it. I don't want anybody to fix it. I do... It's funny. I do really have very specific goals in a partnership though and I'm seeing it and I guess kind of not being ashamed about it anymore but there is a part of me that realizing you do have to build that up within yourself I don't know I think so we have to do so much work I know it's exhausting I do wish I mean going back to the song you played at the break uh, I think this it's like um, waiting for the one who will save me like that's Mm -hmm. the sad girl blues it's like Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for the one who will save me i I still kind of, there's a part of me that, you know, there's that fantasy, you know, like a big man. I wanted to be scooped out of that yard and scooped out of the yard and taken to a big bed. You know what I mean? Like I know exactly <laughs> what you, you want mean. a man who's not going to leave you on the lawn. Yeah, <laughs> Just be like, good luck, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> mommy, I mean, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't, don't be, be scared. scared. Mommy. mommy, the sprinklers are on. Should I give you umbrellas? <laughs> I look. I, <laughs> oh, my God. I think, I mean, it is. <laughs> I've I've had this conversation a lot with people recently who are of any kind of a certain age that's not like the youngest where it's like people feel ill prepared for not the real world but it's like oh man there's a lot that goes into this like yeah like, oh, it takes a lot of dishes to cook a meal Dave, for yourself it's and so many I, I it's tr- like 17 <laughs> and then you have to yeah. wash them all before you go to bed because you're OCD and you yes. can't wake up to a <laughs> thing sink full of dishes yes. and for me it's like okay, well, I know that it's like, you know, between 40 and 50 bucks to get this stuff that'll feed me for the week. But then on Tuesday, someone's like, hey, I actually can't do coffee. Can you do dinner? And you're like, oh, oh God. I guess I can get dinner, but I kind of have my heart set on this. I have leftovers from, yeah, fine, but then those leftovers will go bad. I know. Nobody tells you about that. And then no. when, you're, and when you're like single, quote unquote, it's like there's not another person to go, well, I'll eat them when I get home or, well, we can both yeah, do this. Yeah, that just goes to waste. Intuitively going, well, we don't need to pick that up. You're just like out there on your own on the front lawn of life, no one's swaddling you. Yeah. <laughs> after the flaming lips. It's, it's really, I mean, I think like feeding yourself and giving, I really think like treating yourself well with food, I never really equated it to like self-love or like being good to yourself. And now I'm like, oh, it's really tied in. Yeah. It's so strongly tied in. And on a like a more bombastic note, I have not heard that word since Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Britney Spears reference? Oh, bombastic there... love so fantastic. Oh. <laughs> when I'm forever yours and you are mine, something, something. Oh, man. Jeez. I want that kind of love. Me too. 
man. And that kind of food. And that kind of food. Well, bombastic note, there's also a part of me treating myself, going back to me, like having nice meals. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't eat out. I've, I've gotten better about not eating out every meal, but I also do not stress. Like if I go to a restaurant, I'm not going to, if I want something, I, you'll get it. I'll just get it. Yeah. Not withhold from myself. And then weirdly, once you give into it, you suddenly are like, and tomorrow I'll just cook in. Like it feels like yep. there's not that stress. Yes. But, but the, pra- the, the guilt that I felt about being able to do that, but then recently being like, but I've also been working since I was 15 years old. And the fact that I have the, like not feeling guilty about the freedom that I, the capacity that I have the capacity to treat myself. Um, Noelle, first we got to ask you our last question. And then I want to tell everybody where we can find you and where everyone can find your album. Um, What you're going to do is you're going to pick a number one through five. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to, I did, this is for fun because we're psychics together. I'm going to guess what number she picks. Um, what I think you've picked. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I'll ask her. You'll ask her the number. Okay. So one through five. Okay. Three, two. Wow. Five. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) One. Wow. This is the, this is the least psychic I've ever been. It's okay. I think you're going, you're, I didn't see a number four at all. Okay. I was drawing it in my head. Number four. Go ahead, Dave. Okay. Noel, you're going to die. I'm really sorry. Okay. And it's about to happen. But before it happens, you won't suffer. You can eat anything you want. (laughs) Any meal. You will will pass away peacefully. But before, there is no limit. Whatever you want will just appear in front of you and you can eat it. Okay. Multiple restaurants too. There are no limits. It can be from anywhere. It, this is a very genuine answer. Okay. I would have my mom's beef stroganoff, my mom's meatloaf, my mom's tortilla soup. Mm, that's it? Any uh, drinks? Um, drinks. Wow. Uh, like before I die? Would you not have orange wine? <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because I was like, before I die, it's like, I'm still kind of catching up to like really being into food. Mm. So I'm, I'm thinking of like comforting sort of things or like memorable. No, you don't even know you're going to die. Like it's like, you're just having like the best, me- best oh, last the best meal, meal of your life, you know? Oh, fuck my mom's food. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> eat eat Wait, whatever you want. she doesn't know she's going to die? No, you don't have to know. Oh, well then I would have like a really cool LA meal. Definitely drink some, I would have like a whiskey cocktail. Ooh. Like we'd have like a three course meal. We'd start just like sort of like ceviche. a meal. There'd be like ceviche, so maybe like a roast chicken um we get homemade ice cream Ooh. um v- uh, like gluten-free mac and cheese because i actually like that a lot yeah. um i don't know i guess i have some work to do on the food front i don't know i think those three mom meals are pretty great I know. Those were good. that speaks to me because if you that's just that she has signature meals and you can go top of my head these are my i want to eat these before i die that's great my mom was a really good cook which is the ultimate irony. It's so crazy. <laughs> She's like starved to death, but I'll feed you sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> good food. Maybe, th- I mean, that's probably why I withhold. It's like, I don't deserve the love. <gasps> <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> we figured it out on a podcast. Oh my God. Um, mommy. Before you choke. <laughs> oh, mommy. Oh. Where's my mommy? I want her to hold me. Where can where's that kid? Where's that guy? Where's that little can boy? Tuck me in on his lawn. Mommy, why are you sad on my lawn? <laughs> Mommy, my lawn is. By the way, he had a house, which I find it was his house. He, he owned a house. Owned his house. I find he didn't bring you inside. 
it's just that's the world we're in dude is that funny though a like, man has so a house funny. he has a house a woman's on a lawn crying he doesn't pick her up I, I mean i can't get over the fact that he didn't pick you i up. don't think he could i think we were i mean we were both i would children. drag you we had just been in the he was excited to be you near up. sorority houses like oh yeah we have a problem mm. um he was a boy he was a boy he was just a boy Okay, so wh- where can people find where can where can people find your album? Okay, so I have this album. It's called It's So Nice. Um, it's coming out August thirtieth, and um, it'll come out on streaming. You can just like stream it however you want. And then if you want, I've created a limited edition vinyl. Okay, you can go to my website. What's the website? It's so nice dot net. Okay, or noelwells.com. You want people to follow you on Instagram? Yeah, follow me on Instagram. It's Noel Wells. Um, her album's incredible. Uh, she created it from her mind, <laughs> her, her heart, her mind and her heart and her whole body. It's so beautiful. It's so stunning. It's so raw. Um, I find myself singing the songs in the shower. It's so good. You guys should buy it. It's good. It's like a book and it's beautiful. And yeah. if you buy it, you'll send it to them, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm taking these. She's shipping them. I've been shipping. I just had a bunch of pre-orders. I, and I've been shipping for the past four days, and it's she'll be shipping Noelle for the rest will of her send life. Send it to you herself. Yeah, yeah, personally. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, let's just say for at least a couple more weeks, someone <laughs> will we, send it to you themselves. We may hire someone. We might to hire do it. It's just definitely it's a I lot might, of work. I might be going on a tour, and and even if I'm not, I'm I have other things I yeah need to get to. But you can keep up with her on all of her social media and keep up with her, so you can go watch her on tour. Thanks for being our number one guest, and. Um, Follow Noelle to the ends of the earth. Listen to her music. Support her. She's the best. She's a dream. She's a woman. I'm a woman. Don't call me a a girl. Don't call me a girl and don't call me a guy. Don't call her a guy for sure. (laughs) But do tell her goodbye. Bye, Noelle. Bye. Hey, wasn't Noelle great? She's always great. She, I also, I like that she speaks so, so candidly says the things other people won't say because everyone's fucking terrified and she'll just outright say it and she's ahead of the she's ahead of the game by years she was saying this stuff five years ago when everyone was like i don't know should i say anything and she was like that was weird yeah i love that that's not even that revolutionary to say something that was something was weird it's like the the fact that she's at the forefront i mean look i guess i guess we can take this out her to say if something's weird Say Call it. that shit out. Speak it. Speak up for yourself. Say it. Trust your instincts. And also, I think the thing with food, too, is like treat yourself well. Feed yourself well. Give yourself the nutrients. I don't know why we deprive ourselves. Do what you need in this life yeah. because this life is not easy. No, it's not easy. And sometimes it's not fun. So at least eat good meals. Yes. Right. And, I, uh, and you know, hmm. listen to our show. Listen to our show. It's going to be a really cool season. Um, what's changed, you might wonder? Uh, well, we ask more questions to the guests. We talk less about ourselves and our weird experiences up top. Um, yeah, we don't have to. We're, we're trying not to reveal quite so much. We want to hear about our guests. And what else has changed is we've changed. We've changed a lot. We've grown. The and what else is different is what, we're still not in relationships. We're still not in relationships, but we'll... We're, <laughs> we are still eating. Oh no! I, you know what has changed? What? I have started really cooking for myself. Yes, and me too. It's ex- I find it exhausting but delicious. It's worth it. It is worth it. Um, and Stevie, Dave, you're worth it. You're worth it. I'm glad we're doing this again. Me too. It's really nice to sit next to you. It's always nice. Dave, you're my best friend. 
You're the best person I know. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Um, but oh wait, wait. oh wait. You know also, what? It was a premature bye. Proverbial bye. Oh um, yeah. You gotta. You got. Uh, you gotta. You gotta rate. rate subscribe. subscribe. Leave a review. Leave a review. Uh, tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your lovers. To our listen to our podcast. Tell your parents. With a first date. Tell your parents. Wow. I don't know. It just kind of came out. Just do whatever you want with this. Yeah, this could be a good first date. Let us know how it goes. And if you want to email us, we have an email, iburneverythingpod at gmail.com. You can email us questions. You can tell us what kind of guests you want. You can ask us advice questions. We're not experts in anything except for trying relationships and trying food. All we know is that we don't know. So if you want an answer like, I don't know. If you want an answer from a couple of indecisive people who are trying to get better about it, or if you just want our recipe for Israeli couscous, I don't know. Do we make that? No, I'm out of steam. We got to end. Okay, we got to end this. Um, But please subscribe to this podcast. We get by... We get by by um, just reading your reviews. <laughs> yeah, that's all we've got in this world. That's all we got. Uh, thank you so much for sticking with us. Stay, stay tuned for a really cool season. And season- welcome back. Welcome back to our tiny toasties. Bye-bye. Bye. Podcast Barely Composed with us, Feminine Trio. Each week we write a brand new comedic song with one of our funny friends. Listen and subscribe to Barely Composed on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Campfire Media. Campfire.